Hello and welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast and Repeat. My name is Dave Taylor. Thanks for hanging out and checking out this latest episode. As always, uh, many different ways you can find us. Uh, maybe you're listening on SoundCloud or Stitcher or iTunes, or maybe uh, you're listening on TuneIn, or maybe, you know, we are part of uh, FM 99 and 106.9 The Fox, a couple of radio stations in Norfolk, Virginia. We're their only wrestling podcast. You can find us on FM99.com and 1069thefox.com. And uh, drop us a line. You can always do that on emailing us, ESPR at FM99.com. And then we're on Twitter and Facebook at ESPR99. Love to get your thoughts on various stories that we post, especially on our Facebook page. And uh, feel free to share some of the stories as well. Love to get... uh, you know, we'll get some more followers if we can, but uh, we'll take what we can get. And we appreciate the shares. We appreciate the comments. We appreciate the interaction. We can't thank you enough. So it's been a full week after WrestleMania. And uh, initially I was going to do the show after SmackDown on Friday. But I kind of want to get to Monday because there seemed to be a lot of stuff that was building over the weekend that kind of made it worth waiting for. And uh, some of those things, so as you roll into the news here is very, you know, it's it's with, just with the times, with what's going on. And we don't talk about a whole lot of UFC on here, but we've had some fighters on the show. But UFC, because of COVID-19, is, is on hold for now. Um, you know, they're looking to do an event, like, on a private island somewhere. And, uh, you know, the big networks that they get, you know, the agreements with, like, hey, you can't do that. You know, like, we're not going to go out there and shoot this stuff, you know, so... So no UFC for uh, for the time being, you know, which leaves us just wrestling, um, you know, which is fine. And if, if you can get used to the empty stadium or arena matches, uh, I, I think we'll do all right. Um, another victim of COVID-19 is the XFL. A couple of days ago on Friday, the XFL said that, uh, well, you know, we kind of, you know, we're done and... Uh, you know, it kind of seemed to be the writing on the wall. And then on Monday, they declare bankruptcy. So, uh, you know, they got a couple of debtors they got to pay. And, um, you know, that's that's probably it. I, I don't see it coming back next year. Um, you know, are they going to try in two years when, when things um, hopefully are back to normal by then? I don't know. But um, the XFL... Strangely enough, because it looked like they're going to get through the season without any problems, did not last as long as uh, with the AAF or whatever, whatever that football league that was uh, around last year. But um, but unfortunately, with the pandemic and everything, uh, the XFL pulled the plug on the season and pulled the plug on itself. So that is gone. So well, there's a lot of money that uh, Vince uh, invested to get into, and I guess uh, I guess they're just going to cut their losses now. But you never know. Maybe we'll try. Maybe the third time's a charm. But uh, but uh, I I get doubt it at this point. Uh, another departure, if you will. So we had the departure of UFC, the departure of the XFL, the revival, future endeavored from the WWE. Which I guess, if you get future endeavored, I guess that that means that the door is open for them to come back. You know, I mean, not like immediately, but may- maybe in, what, five years' time or whatever, if tag teams are still a thing in five years. But 
but they are finally gone and uh <laughs> it's you know it's it's mixed cuz i enjoyed them i know they had some injury issues which was uh part of the problem that like stopped their momentum but i thought uh some of the stuff they did last year the tag match on raw with uh, against bobby Roode and jason jason jordan i thought was one of the best, if not the best, tag match on Raw last year. It was a great match. And that kind of wrestling, it's a shame because I thought those guys were great for that stuff. It's just, I don't just never fit the scheme of things or didn't have the right teams. And um, I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, the tag team scene could be a mess sometimes. And uh, as we well know. And... Uh, you know, it was just, uh, I, I guess it's just her time. So maybe, I don't know how soon they'll show up in AEW because there's no compete clauses uh, there. So they could be there on Wednesday. We will see. Uh, according to many sources, um, well, Dave Meltzer in hand, but uh, somebody in the WWE broadcast team was the person that was the one that tested positive for COVID-19. They did not release the name of this individual um, but they see that person is recovering and doing fine. And uh, no other wrestlers have been affected by this, which um, probably would have shut down, you know, production. But uh, so uh, a scary situation that seems to have worked out okay for the WWE. Uh, health-wise, uh, Miz is back. And he's wrestling on Friday. So, um, so whatever he was dealing with, uh, he is fine. And Daniel Bryant's in the Money in the Bank match on Friday for SmackDown as well. So he's sticking around. There was talk that maybe he was going to head home after WrestleMania. But he seems to be still around. So those are uh, some of the uh, departures. Uh, Ronda Rousey not really leaving wrestling, or is she? I think she's just playing the fans right now. Which kind of makes it seem like there is going to be a comeback. But then... I thought, oh, maybe she'd show up on Raw tonight because this the stories and the topics and everything were so hot, but not the case unless she's going to come back at the Money in the Bank pay per view, which you know I'm kind of thinking about. You know, unless you know she's going to be in the Money in the Bank match, is she going to win that match and then cash in on Becky, which uh, you know, which which would be interesting, <laughs> and you know, and then Rada can get the win and then Becky can chase her for a year. Uh, you know, which is possible. Uh, Becky, by the way, was uh, who's going to marry Seth Rollins, and that was going to happen initially after WrestleMania. Those plans on hold because of the COVID nineteen situation. So, um, so that's on hold. But uh, regards to Ronda, Ronda doing some interviews and just playing up the whole wrestling is fake. I mean, she didn't mention that she missed it in working with the girls. So, I mean, there was like some plus sides. She didn't completely trash trash wrestling. But she did get some people fired up, and she got some other comments from wrestlers and stuff. And, uh, you know, I mean, she's got to come back at some point, right? I mean, you know, Becky's dropped the name a few times, and, you know, I, I, what I'm thinking is maybe, you know, if, if say, Ronda comes, maybe wins the title, uh, you know, Money in the Bank or something, or it's Shana who wins Money in the Bank. And then Ronda and Shane are going to challenge each other. And, you know, Becky will get time off or whatever else. And then we'll come back and then we'll chase the title. Um, I, that's, that's just my speculation at this point. Because that's uh, pretty much what the Raw Women's title has between those three. Even though Ronda's not around right now. Because um, Charlotte's basically 
focusing on NXT and Rhea Ripley as they tried to draw interest on that show so they could take on AEW. So those are uh, some of the uh, departures that are going on. And then some of the arrivals, uh, Nia Jax is back. Uh, I had a feeling that had we had a Battle Royal WrestleMania, she probably wouldn't have been the one that won that because she would have come back and just been dominant. And she came back last week, and she easily won her match uh, this week on Raw to advance in the Money in the Bank uh, match uh, taking place in a couple of weeks. And then you got uh, Bianca Belair now as a part of Raw as well. And, uh, of course, uh, feuding with um, uh, Selena Vega. So so that is going on. By the way, side note, uh, if you haven't checked it out in the network yet, make sure you uh, check out, uh, I don't know if you watch like the Steve Austin interviews that he does. They're really good. And uh, Steve, I think, has changed from the first time he did this podcast. I mean, you know, he takes notes. He's... He's, um, and it's kind of cool to watch him, like, be in awe of somebody. And the newest episode, the newest episode featured him talking to Ric Flair. And he completely, completely, like, was all about Ric Flair. I mean, well, he, he calls, like, Rick like, the, the greatest leg of all time. It's, you know, in regards to wrestling and stuff. And it's really weird, to, to, it's kind of cool. You know, they get Rick's taken a lot of things. There's some topics he didn't get into, but you know, they did talk about you know Flair winning the title for the first time and then not really being over. And then when he won it the second time, you know, he kind of like understood it more and you know what was needed in the business. You you know what he needed to do and you know his beginnings. You have the whole woo thing and uh, him coming to the WWE for the first time, winning the Royal Rumble, and um, you know, and they talked about the Hogan Flair match not happening. Which I won't like, you know, get into full details on that. And there's a couple of guys that Flair worked with that didn't like his, uh, you know, reverse chops. A couple of guys that said, "Hey, you know, you get like you go easy on that." Uh, you know what they didn't talk about was why he left the NWA WCW to begin with to go to the WWE. I mean, he did mention some stuff about what he said when he was in the WWE. Robertson NWA, but he didn't say why he left. You know, to bring up, you know, the gladiator gimmick or having to cut his hair or whatever else. That or they, uh, you know, edited out of the episode, which was like 100, or yeah, it's about 100 minutes long. I mean, it's an hour and 40 minutes. So there was a lot of stuff to watch in that. It's, uh, I mean, easily break it up, but they do talk about that. They talk about evolution and, uh, you know, the ups and downs of Flair's career and stuff and, and, and some things that, you know, he didn't mention by name. But if you've been watching wrestling a long time, you knew what he was talking about. And, uh, you know, it was really cool. And and if you haven't seen other episodes, I haven't watched the Bret Hart one yet, but it's on my list. Um, you know, the Big Show one's pretty good. You know, the Goldberg one is interesting. And, um, and of course, the Taker one as well. So uh, definitely if you get a chance to uh, check out the Stone Cold Broken Skull Sessions on the WWE Network, definitely well worth it. All right, looking at uh, Monday Night Raw, uh, of course, uh, the three-man team is back, which is kind of weird that they're all together, but uh, all are back on the show. And they had the uh, Money to Bank qualifying matches. They worked on the uh, women matches uh, tonight, as I mentioned, uh, Nia Jax winning. And then you had uh, Asuka 
and I, and I guess this means, I mean, um, I don't know, like, uh, Nia Jax beat, uh, Kiari Sane. So I don't know, at some point that means, like, Sane and Asuka are going to go in separate directions. I mean, it'd be kind of cool if they feuded together. Uh, you know, Sane obviously could be great single star. It would be, you know, she needs an opportunity to show it. A great tag team wrestler. You know, the matches they had on, uh, SmackDown against, uh, Nikki Cross was, uh, and Alexa Bliss were really good. But, uh, hopefully they, uh, Hopefully, you know, uh, she can continue on as a single star. But uh, Asuka winning her qualifying match, and then um, you had Nia Jax pretty much destroying Kay, uh, Carrie Sane. And then you had uh, Sarah Logan you know, get destroyed in less than a minute by uh, Shayna Baszler. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened or why it happened, but the announcer on Raw announcing that Sarah Logan won the match. Um, and then they came back on, like, you know, after commercials saying that, no, Shayna Baszler won the match, but, uh, I don't know why the announcer got that wrong, but, uh, Shayna destroyed Sarah Logan, as you pretty much would expect in a, uh, very, very short match. Uh, Seth Rollins cut a few promos, and then, um, he came out at the end of the show and attacked, uh, Drew McIntyre during this match against, uh, Andrade. So, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of moving parts there. And then Andrade's stable is getting, you know, bigger and stuff with because uh, he's back and they got, uh, you know, uh, Angel Garza. And then the other guy that was on NXT, whose name completely escapes me at the moment because I'm not looking at it. But um, so I guess you have a stable there. You know, you haven't seen AOP. Um, you know, Buddy Murphy's back he's uh he he was out ill for a while too uh then you got more teases about bobby lashley and lana splitting up so this is going to drag on for a while um (laughs) which is great right so he wrestles and uh he had a pretty short match against uh, no way jose and um you know, no way almost won with the, uh, you know, the, the, the most deadliest move in the WWE, which is the roll up. Cause Lana distracted Bobby. And then, um, you know, but you know, Bobby, Bobby won. And then, you know, Bobby wants new management or an ex-wife. Um, I don't know when the blow off this is going to be, maybe it's going to be in the money bank qualifying match and he has enough, or maybe he wins the qualifying match. You know, maybe has a chance to win money in the bank, and then, uh, you know, maybe she screws him up there. I don't know. I don't know. They 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 got. What are they doing with Bobby Lashley? I don't know. So there's that. So I mean, those were some of the highlights. Uh, uh, Rhea, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte cut a promo on Rhea, and uh, you know, Charlotte's promo techniques are changing a little bit, but maybe because it's you know she's not. Doesn't have the audience to, to do the woo off of. Uh, Becky cut a promo as well. And, uh, you know, it's weird because I thought, oh, maybe, you know, are we going to see Ronda? You know, we didn't get Ronda. But, uh, you know, Becky's uh, promo had a different flavor and just kind of saying, you know, she kind of played Shayna a little bit. Um, so I get a feeling that's not done. But hopefully they don't make this predictable. Where, you know, kind of like where Shayna, you know, messed with Becky before Elimination Chamber. And you're like, well, why are they going to have this match? Because, you know, Shayna's going to win. 
So I don't know that's going to be the same with money in the bank unless they surprise us with somebody else. So um, that was uh, pretty much raw in a nutshell. Um, Alistair Black uh, won a match, so I don't know if he's going to go in the money in the bank or what they're going to do with him. Well, he wouldn't be like a guy. I can't see a guy like that holding the briefcase, and hopefully you know, that's not uh, somebody who who would have the briefcase. Um, I think that would just be really, really... Just for his persona, I think not fit. Um, and then, so you're building up to uh, SmackDown. You got like Daniel Bryan in a Money in the Bank match, and uh, you got a couple of the other men's matches happening. And then they're going to have some of the men's matches next week on Raw. So a lot going on. Oh, by the way, other news. Uh, as we wrap up the TV shows, so apparently. Uh, if Did you love WWE 2K20, the video game? I did not play it. Uh, I'm tempted, although I know the graphics are terrible for what I've heard, and the gameplay is not great. Well, that might be the last uh, 2K game you get for a while, because apparently the 2K21 video game, according to various sources, has been canceled. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to like not get a wrestling game again. What that means is they're going to, I guess, go back to the drawing board and come up with a completely new game. And hopefully one with better graphics on it. So so if you are, uh, if, if you are, you know, waiting for the next game, it's it's not going to be like the last one, which I guess is the good thing. But if you like the, the concept of, you know, the matches or the general manager rules or whatever they had, um, you know, the next game's could be different and by the way if you're wondering you know why is uh you know why is wwe still able to happen in florida with all the you know the social distancing and everything else going on well (laughs) the florida governor has claimed and named that the wwe is essential business yeah this is real by the way and uh, Jerry Dennings, who's the mayor of Orange County, Florida, was asked Monday how the Raw Performance Center was able to stay open. And, um, well, this is what he says. I think initially there was a review that was done, and they were not initially deemed an essential business. However, with some conversation with the governor's office regarding the governor's order, they were deemed an essential business and therefore allowed to remain open. Now, I don't, I don't know. They don't have anything. I'm looking at a TMZ article here. I didn't go into the detail why the governor's office changed its stance on the WWE. But um, WWE does uh, say that the health and safety of their talent and staff is top priority. We believe it's now more important than ever to provide people with television from these hard times, which basically, other than your talk shows, like you know Saturday Night Live, which decasted an episode from their house, um you know that you know that that's you know there's no studio stuff you know Jimmy Fallon's doing stuff from his house uh, Jimmy Kimmel is doing stuff from his house and you know and Seth Meyers you know, which is kind of odd that like the sound quality you think they'd have like some pro equipment at home but not the case um but anyways back to WWE being essential So they're saying we are producing content on a closed set with only essential personnel in attendance following the appropriate guidelines 
while taking additional precautions to ensure the health and wellness of our performers and staff. As a brand that has been woven into the fabric of society, WWE and its superstars bring families together and deliver a sense of hope, determination, and preference. That was the statement the WWE released. Of course, I remember, as I mentioned, they confirmed that uh, you know somebody has uh, tested positive for positive for COVID nineteen. They didn't say who, but you know the talk was you know it was um, you know an air personality, and they say they believe that person caught it from medical workers. And that performer has recovered, and they do not believe that person has spread it to other personnel. So the mayor of Orlando said, in terms of specifics associated with wrestling person, personnel who tested positive, I don't know any of the details, of that, obviously because of the HIPAA laws. But that's like a little family, a small family, professional athletes that wrestle. And if one of my family members tested positive in my house, that would be concerning to me. We would have to make some provisions in the house to make sure the rest of us not get affected. So I would assume that... From a business perspective, the WWE is doing that type of analysis of its own family. So there you go. That is why. <laughs> and that is how WWE is still able to get it done in Florida. Now, I don't know how AEW is doing it because you know, they got it in Jacksonville. And one thing they're doing, which concerns me, and I know they got the wrestlers out there cheering and making noise, but that seems to be a lot of wrestlers out there cheering and making noise. Um so I don't know if they're following the guidelines or, or what they're going to do. I know some things have been taped. I guess we'll uh, we'll see. And I guess we'll know when it's been taped when uh, when the revivals show up, right? You know, if they show up on Wednesday, and I guess they taped it this week. We shall see. We shall, we shall, we shall see how that goes. Well, as always, you can email us, ESPR at fm99.com and uh, give us your thoughts and, and stuff love to hear from some of you and uh, always appreciate the comments on our Facebook page as well and especially with uh, some of the certain stories so we'll run through uh, some of that right now including the story about Ronda Rousey and um, you know as, as she says she was on you know, the WWE fans were ungrateful while shooting down a full time wrestling return you know, we're ever going to get that Becky match. And Joshua says, I think pandemic costs us some great WrestleMania storylines. Would have liked to see Ronda interfering at Becky and Shayna match costing Becky the title. Hashtag four horsewoman, which you think at some point, you know, we got to see. Uh, as for the revival being a future endeavored, um, they're gone. And so is the comment I was looking for. So that's not there. And, um, Oh, by the way, um, looking back at the John Cena uh, Fiend match, go to John Cena's Instagram page. It is uh, <laughs> he doesn't one he doesn't follow anybody, but two, um, the stuff he posts is uh, really interesting, especially in relation to the uh, Fiend match. So make sure you check that out. And again, you can follow us on social media: ESPR ninety nine on Facebook and Twitter. Like, comment, and share. Uh, if you, you know, listen to us on like iTunes or Stitcher, if you can give us a review, that would be great. And we appreciate you checking us out. So we'll be back in a couple of days, another episode, and we will do it once more. As always, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. <laughs>